you know, I could probably hop in a time machine right now and fast forward life 30 weeks in the future. And I can guarantee you that I probably still would not be tired of listening to that intro. I fucking love that thing. Holy shit. What's going on, everybody? My name is Matt Massacre. You are listening to Straight to the Core, and this is episode four. Uh, I had an amazing week uh, after after the interview with the final burial last week. It's I've I've had it's, it's been a good time. I've had a lot of interaction on social media, uh, whether it be from booking agencies to bands to the people that have listened to the episode so far and just sending me some love. And it's just truly humbling to have all this interaction with with so many different uh, variety of of, of people and, and bands and, and uh, agencies and everything else and it's great and uh, so if you haven't before I continue if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode three with the final burial please go do so these guys are great they write amazing music so definitely check that out check out the songs we had uh, playing in episode three which I believe were called Nikola Tesla and season of pollution uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, however you listen to this, just take some time and go listen. At least listen to the interview and listen to the songs. You don't have to listen to me rant and rave for 20 minutes before and after. Just go check that out. Uh, but one of the people had hit me up uh, as a booking agency. And they hit me up via Instagram. And they said, uh, hey, man, uh, would you mind if we, if we emailed you some flyers? Would you mind giving them a share for us? And I said, absolutely. Send them my way. I'd be more than happy to share them for you. And this booking agency is called uh, Tombstone Booking. And they book shows in Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. And they had, I think, four or five flyers. Uh, they, they sent to me one of the shows already, or by the time this airs, would have already happened. Then two shows. This is going to air on Friday the 27th. And they got two shows that are happening on the same day. I'm going to read them off anyway, just because. Um, but the first show they got going on, this is in Kensington, Pennsylvania. New Kensington, Pennsylvania, sorry. And we got the Haunt Tour. Haunt Tour, that's clever, I like that. The Haunt Tour Part 2. The bands playing are Unimagined, Misery Loves Company, In Vain, Paladin's Death, and Ronin. And I've, I've, I've looked up a few of these bands, and some of these bands are killer, so I'm super bummed that I can't magically snap my finger and... and land in New Kensington, Pennsylvania tomorrow. Uh, but that's going to be happening at Preserving Hardcore, Hardcore? Preserving Hardcore at 1102 4th Avenue, New Kensington, New Kensington PA. Uh, let's see here. It's all ages. $10 in advance, 12 the day of. So that's the first one that's happening on the 27th, the same day that this, this podcast is going to be airing. And let's see here. I got the other one pulled up. Uh, where is it at? Here it is. The second one happening that's booked by Tombstone Booking is Venom Fest. And Venom Fest is a Black Venom Promotions event. And the bands playing are Monument of a Memory, Betrayer, Impuritan, Dead Nerves, Locked Out. This would be Locked Out's last New York show. My Own Will, Necropia, Black Lotus, and oh boy, this is gonna be hard. Vile tongue. That's that's. I like how they spelled it. They spelled it V Y L E T O N G U E. That's a cool one. Um, but I've checked out a few of these bands, and God, these New England man, they never disappoint. But this one is also seven or seven. This one's also September twenty seventh, which is Friday, at five thirty p.m. Or doors. It's twenty bucks, and it is going to be at Revolution. 
Revolution Bar and Music Hall, 140 Merrick Road, Amityville, New York, 11701. Um, so that's happening the same day. Uh, hopefully this helps you guys, at least getting some people in the door. Uh, but we do have three events that happening that are happening a bit in the future. And let me pull those up real quick. I got those pulled up. I got so many windows open right now. Uh, okay, here we go. So the first one is uh, Monday, October 14th. Uh, Stone Booking and Yuhan's Booking presents Mugshot, Second Death, Catabasis, Hangdog, and FTD. Uh, doors are at six, ten dollars in advance, twelve at the door. Uh, this is at where's the venue here? Chameleon Club, uh, two twenty three North Water Street, Lancaster, PA. I I literally checked out every single band. These five flyers that they sent me, I've checked out every single band. At least listened to one song, and that area has some bangers. Holy shit. So definitely check that out. Monday, October 14th. Mugshot, Second Death, Catabases, Hangdog, and FTD at the Chameleon Club in Lancaster, PA. Uh, the next one, I think this is the last one. Yeah. Uh, this one's a big one. This is a pretty big tour. Um, I've, I've, I kind of want to go to this tour in my own area. Uh, but Tombstone Booking and Reverb present and Hell Followed with Victims, which from my area... I think Widowmaker love that band Weeping Wound Knights of Malice Dreams of Demise and Murse Intent presented on the Reverb main stage all ages 21 and up with valid ID to drink 15 in advance 20 at the door doors are at 6 and this is at the I just said it the Reverb main stage uh, in Reading, Pennsylvania so that's going to be a huge one. I'm really excited for that tour myself because I believe that and Hell Followed With, I talked about them a little bit last week about how they just released a new EP. And that's the first time they released new music in almost 10 years. So that's pretty awesome. Um, and Victims, Victims, they're from the Chicagoland area, I believe. I've seen that name before around this area. Uh, those guys are a killer band. Weeping Wounds, great. Um, Widowmaker, and the Knights of Malice, Dreams of Demise, Murder's Intent. I've checked all three of those out, and like I said, fucking New England has an amazing scene. Uh, but that's all that they sent me from Tombstone Booking, so shout out to those guys. Give them a like on Facebook. They do have a merch site, I believe. It's tombstonebookingmerch.bigcartel.com. Uh, you can follow, I believe these are Twitter handles. You can follow the people that are a part of Tombstone Booking on Facebook as well. Just search Tombstone Booking on Facebook and search Tombstone Booking on Instagram. If you're in the New England area or if you're close to the New England area and are in the Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, or New Jersey area, definitely give these guys a follow. They seem to have some great, great bands up there and some great, great shows lined up. So definitely give them some love. And uh, if you guys are listening to this at Tombstone, feel free to send me another email if you want me to share some more of your flyers, I'd be more than happy to. Um, but last week, we had another big first. And that first was another big first. We had our first, 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 first. I'm saying that too many times. Um, <laughs> but last week, we had a first. And that first was we had our very first band 
and we got to play some songs on the show for the very first time, courtesy of the Final Burial, and from the Depths Entertainment. Coincidentally, out of the same place, Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, that was a lot of fun. Love those guys. Great time. Great episode. Please go check that out. Like I said earlier, you, you won't regret it. Um, but I had another band that hit me up on Instagram as well, and that band is called Ventures. And this is another big first for the pod. Uh, it's not going to be a first for playing music. It's not going to be a first for an interview. But this band, Ventures, they're from Manchester, UK. First international band to be on the pod. It's not going to be an interview like it was with the final burial. We're going to play some tunes of theirs a bit later in the episode. And these guys hit me up and they sent me a link to their EP that they just released. Or no, it's been released. I'm sorry. And uh, they got a new single coming out at the end of October. And they asked me if I uh, would check out their EP and uh, maybe uh, check out their single as well. And I asked them. I listened to it first off. And they're a metalcore band. And I really have a soft spot for metalcore. And I've always loved metalcore. Uh, my early teen years, I spent a lot of time in the genre listening to it. And I've always loved metalcore. And these guys hit me up, sent me their music. I checked it out. I loved what I heard. So I asked them, like, hey. Would you guys mind if I uh, if I played some of your songs on a on a future episode? And they were all about it, totally down, totally you know play whatever the hell I want. Uh, but uh, what I'm gonna play? They have a new single coming out called Solitude, and we're gonna play that here in a bit. Um, and I might play another song off their EP. So I got a music video up on YouTube. I'll probably start it by playing the song that they have a music video out, and then we'll we'll drop the. We'll drop the, the new single, Solitude, and give a bit of details on that. Uh, but that's one thing. That's a huge first. Huge first. I mentioned episode one, you know, one of the goals I had, and this was optimism at best. Episode one, four weeks ago, that I uh, eventually, hopefully, wanted to, to hit a goal of, of going international. And, and, and I just, you know, mentioned England. And here we are, week four, and I got a band from Manchester, UK, that we're going to play on this show called Ventures. I'm really excited about that. And then we have another band we're going to play on this show today. Uh, this band, they sent me an email a couple days ago. And uh, they are called Vampiric. And these guys, I think it might be a one man, his name is Nick. And he has a symphonic black metal project called Vampiric. And he wanted to know if I would be interested in sharing some of his music. And I've always had a weird fascination with black metal. I love black metal. It's probably one of my top five favorite genres. And uh, I thought that was really cool. He didn't say where he was from. Um, but according to their Facebook. Let me pull it up here. According to their Facebook. They say they are out of the land beyond the forest. That's awesome. Fucking A. That's dope. Um, but yeah, Nick sent me uh, a track uh, off the new uh, EP or album, I should say, coming out uh, at the end of November, or the beginning of November, sorry. And uh, they sent me a track, it's called Vampire Blood, and we're going to play that later on as well. We'll play the Ventures track first, and then we'll play the Vampiric track, Vampire Blood. So we got some metalcore and some symphonic black metal. And this song is really badass. I listened to it 
the whole thing. I listened to it a few times, and he's got like a just a bunch. Like, see, it's, it's really a symphonic black metal, and it's 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 great. Um, but we got that coming up, and I mention in every episode that I have a pretty pretty big physical media collection. Um, I got some good news though. Today, I went out and. Last weekend, let me rewind. Last weekend, I went out to some local shops and I bought a few albums. And I have Discogs. I'm going to talk about Discogs uh, before we get into these songs from these bands. I kind of want to tell this story. Um, so I went out shopping, like I always do, because I don't like I don't like ordering shit online. I just I, there's something about the thrill of the hunt. I feel like it's just a, a shortcut. You just look up something online, whatever you want, whatever you're missing. Because I try to go for complete discographies for my favorite bands. I try to own all their albums in a physical format. Um, I try not to count on like vinyl and CDs. I got some bands that I'm working on their discography, but some I have their all their albums, but one or two are on vinyl. And uh, my vinyl collection isn't the biggest. I'm kind of that shit gets pricey, so I'm not trying to you know blow the bank up by buying too much vinyl. But I went out last weekend, and uh, one of the stores that I go to, <clears throat> excuse me, was having a blowout sale where everything was fifty cents. Every album was fifty cents. I'm like, what? And I think I mentioned this last week. But I went out and bought like twelve albums, and I added them all to my discogs. And uh, it turned out I needed I'm four albums away. Now I got to go through. That's not. That it's vinyl, music, DVDs, and CDs that are all combined in my collection. And I added those 12 or 13 albums that I bought, and I am at 996 items. I'm four away from hitting 1K. And that's a goal that I've had. Well, I made the goal last year. So in 2018, I said, I want to hit 1,000 by 2019. Well, I got to like 800 and something by the time January 1st hit of this year. So I'm like, okay, so I can get, you know, this many CDs and hit 1,000 by 2020. I'm four away from hitting 1,000 items. I need to go through my Discogs account and kind of do a tally count of, like, the vinyl and live DVDs and documentaries of, of music artists. Of, of it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. Like, I got, like, dedicated, like, bands. Like, I got all the Slipknot's... Uh, DVDs and I got a, I got a lot, uh, but I need to go through my discogs and actually scroll through all 996 fucking items and make a tally count of how many vinyls I have. Vinyls, that's that's the wrong term to use. Holy shit, I'm gonna get crucified. Don't say vinyls. It's just vinyl. Um, <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Um, but I need to take a tally count of all the vinyl I own and all the. F- uh, music DVDs, documentaries that I own, so that way I know how many CDs I actually have. I haven't had time to do that yet, but I'm probably going to do that this week and then mention that next week and what my counts are at. And I also made a post on post on Facebook, a face on postbook. Uh, no, I'm getting all tongue tied. Crap. Um, but I made a post on Facebook saying that I'm going to use the Instagram account. Uh, which is at StraightCorePod. If you have yet to follow the podcast on Instagram, please do. I made a post on Facebook 
saying I'm thinking about taking my physical collection and taking pictures of every single album that I own and posting it to the Instagram and maybe doing a little video uh, a video on them to give a little history of where I bought it and what the album means to me and then encourage you guys to go out and listen to the album on your own time and unless I decide to go that mixed cloud route which I haven't even touched since I mentioned it last week so I still don't know if I'm doing that I might because my buddy Hodge the guy that made the intro that I'm kind of crazy about uh, I mentioned last week about doing something for the new Knock Loose album and he wants to to be a part of that so I still might do it I don't know I haven't I honestly haven't looked into it since I talked about it last week uh, Mixcloud so I'm talking about and uh, back to what I was saying though I think I was thinking about taking pictures of every album that I own and putting on Instagram and maybe doing a little video kind of detailing where I got it and how, what, you know, what year I got it, how old it is, both in the album itself age and how long I've owned it. And I've always wanted to do that on my personal Instagram, but I feel like it has a better purpose being on the straight to the core Instagram. Uh, So like I said, if you have yet to follow straight to the core on Instagram, please do at straight core pod. The same for Twitter. Twitter is also at StraightCorePod and the Anchor.fm link where you can listen to all episodes, including this one, is is Anchor.fm forward slash StraightCorePod. So definitely give all those a like, give all those a follow, whatever. And uh, back to what I was saying, I was saying about doing that, and I'm four albums away, or not really four albums, but four items away from hitting 1k and I'm happy to say that I've done that I went out today and before posting this episode and did it and it's it's crazy when you, when you look at this collection I'm going to take a picture of the whole thing and post it up um, but when you look at it it doesn't seem like there's a thousand items just sitting here I'm looking at it right now as I'm talking and it doesn't seem like there's a thousand items here uh, all the other albums I bought, I got a lot of good shit. I got some black metal, I got some death metal, I got uh, some metalcore, I got Alice in Chains, so I'm really happy about that. Um, but I forgot to bring them up here. They're sitting downstairs in a bag on the counter. Uh, but yeah, I did it. I, I reached, I reached over, I reached over 1K, and that's that's crazy. But it there's gonna be a lot to go through. There's gonna be a lot of pictures on the gram, so definitely. We'll, Check that out. Uh, if I go the mixed cloud route, I might play a few of these. I might do an episode, do some reviews on some of these, depending. Uh, I don't know yet. But for those of you that didn't have a chance to listen to episode three, um, there's this there's this outlet called Mixcloud, and Mixcloud will be the outlet that would allow me to play music, like copyrighted music. And uh, I could on Anchor as well, but. I'm not going to go that route because that would, I would pretty much be sabotaging myself because if I do that with Anchor, then I won't get any, I won't get any distribution to all the major podcast outlets that I have already because of copyright. So Anchor will refuse to, to, uh, to distribute because there's copyrighted material in the episode. So I don't want to do that. But Mixcloud is pretty much the same idea to where you can have a podcast or you can have a program or whatever you want to call it on their service and it's pretty much the same idea you can play 
music copyrighted material and then they own they, they have they own licenses that pay royalties to whoever it is that you're playing but you can only listen to that particular program on Mixcloud so I thought about doing that and I thought about showcasing a few of these albums that I own on that outlet and doing like a quotes in the air music edition of straight to the core so there will still be the same episodic format style of straight to the core that gets distributed to every major podcast outlet and then there'll be a music edition strictly on Mixcloud. I haven't like I said I haven't done a single thing with that yet so I don't know but one thing I want to talk about is discogs I've mentioned that numerous times and if you yourself have a collection small or big it doesn't really matter I use discogs because it it generates a particular monetary value of everything I own um, and it's like discogs if you haven't it's short for discography which is discogs.com or there's an app and I kind of really wanted to talk about this because I've only briefly mentioned it in previous episodes but I kind of wanted to take time since I hit over a thousand items I wanted to take time to talk about discogs and kind of give a good rundown of what it's all about so I use it because it it helps me keep track of my collection so if I'm out in the wild looking at albums and I see something I like and I don't remember if I own it or not I'll just open up my discogs app scroll through my collection of everything I got logged and it'll be tell, it'll be able to tell me okay yeah you already own that one so don't buy it so I don't and that's helped me more often than not when it comes to me remembering whether or not I have a particular album in the collection already and just discogs the easiest way I can describe the app is if Wikipedia and eBay had a musical baby so basically what that means is you can you can buy and sell through discogs so you can sell what you own you can buy stuff you don't own that you'd like to get and all the details of every album is user submitted like I myself have submitted a few different albums that weren't on discogs so that way I could add it to my collection the only way to add anything into your collection is if it's on discogs so I had to manually add I got a few local bands in my area I have their albums and uh, they weren't on there so I had to manually add and take pictures and, and fill in all the details and everything which is fun um, but yeah basically it's like I said it's like eBay and Wikipedia had a baby and the cool thing about this is is that it's, it uses your phone camera and you basically scan the barcode on the back of the album you want to input into your collection first you're gonna make a profile but after you do all that you just scan the barcode on the back of the album that you own and it'll read the barcode and it'll instantly pull up a menu and tell you what album that is what version of that album it is, what year it was released, and everything else. It's 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 just a smorgasbord of knowledge when it comes to one album. And I didn't know until I really started to buckle down and really start realizing that I'm getting a pretty hefty collection here. And I started to focus on making it bigger. Uh, how much is really involved in CDs? Because it's crazy. There's 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 like icons and little and little uh, uh not many icons but like wording and, and random series of letters and numbers on the on the underside of the disc on that plastic ring that doesn't have any data on it there's so many defining uh factors and defining little uh little how do i put it little things on there like i said random random letters and numbers on the plastic piece the little piece that 
that hooks into the little doily thing in the middle. There's so many uh, things on there that that'll tell you what album it is. Like for example, okay, so I have I have doubles of a few things. Like let me think here. So I got I got uh, two copies of Metallica's Injustice for All. So the first copy I have is just the re-release on Blackened Records, and Blackened Records is Metallica's uh, record company because they're one of the few bands that actually own their masters, so they literally own their music. And I think like Motley Crue and a couple other bands uh, own all their music. But I bought Injustice for All because I didn't own it yet, and it's my favorite Metallica album. This was this was years ago when I bought it, and then I saw another version and. I forgot, this is one of those instances where I didn't have Discogs yet. I didn't use it yet. So I bought it again because I didn't know if I bought I was just so excited to see it that I bought it again. And I brought it home like, fuck, I already have this album. And then I'm in a group on Facebook called, uh, what's it called? Metal and Core Collectors. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a Facebook group where the name is exactly how it sounds. It's a group for metal and core collectors to where it's, it's merch, it's, it's, it's vinyl, it's CDs, it's DVDs, it's, it's everything. Everything and anything metal merch is usually can be bought and sold through this group. And I've bought, I bought a few CDs off, off that group and I've, I've bought a few shirts off this group and I've sold a few things. It's a great group, so if you're interested in anything that, check out Metal and Core Collectors on Facebook. But it's because of that group that I discovered Discogs, and that's when I realized scanning the both Injustice for All copies that the first one that I bought, the Black and Records edition, is a re-release that Metallica just threw out there. Well, the second one I bought is a first press from Electra Records. I think it was Electra. Let me look it up real quick. Let me walk over here and grab it. Let's see here. It's, um, yeah, Electra Records. And I scanned the back of the barcode for this one. And that's how I found out that, okay, so this one over here is just a re-release that Metallica released on their own time. And then the second version I bought is off of their record label, Electra, that they were on when they released Justice for All for the first time. So that's the, the first press edition of Justice for All. Excuse me. And that happened again with Sepultura. Like, I bought Arise, which is... Arguably, it's, a, it's between Arise and KSAD for Sepultura, but uh, Arise is arguably my favorite Sepultura album. And I bought one version, and it says right on it, you know, Sepultura Remasters. So it was re release. And then I went out and found the original pressing of Arise uh, from Roadrunner when it, when it was released, I think 91. I want to say that album came out. And that's just a couple examples of, of how you can learn what you own and where it came out, where it came out, when it came out, what edition it is, all from Discogs, just by scanning that barcode. Like one time I went to the Goodwill in town, and it was around a holiday. I want to say it was New Year's. And I went up there, and they had a piece of paper taped to the to the door saying, you know, oh, everything else is extra half off because of the new, cause of the new year. Bringing in the new year with half off everything. Like, sweet. So, I initially went in there to find some work pants, probably, because that's nine times out of ten when I go to Goodwill or Salvation Army or something, I, I try to buy work pants. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go look at the CDs. And I literally went to the CDs and found 20 plus 
different European black metal albums from uh, the last 20 years. There's some from the 80s, or some from the 90s, or some from the 2000s. And the cool thing about all those is learning through Discogs is that I would scan them all in, and out of the 20 plus albums that I bought for like 50 cents each, uh, like two of them were only ever released in the USA. So a majority of those black metal albums were only released in Europe. And I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, oh shit, that's that's awesome. You know, this this album I'm holding in my hand was never released in the US. But yet here it is. It's like how did it get here? You just want to know the stories behind these albums because there's so much more involved that you never would have thought would have mattered just by looking at it. But then you actually go through and, and take the time to, to add everything you own onto Discogs and that's why I love the app. It's it's crazy and I haven't added the I haven't added the the twelve or so albums I bought today into the app, so I'm really excited to see that quadruple digit number finally appear, uh for collection totals. Uh but yeah, it's the only I mean the only downside is is you gotta add each and every album manually. I'm just happy that I discovered Discogs and all the capabilities that it has before I reached this point because I swear if I would have found out about that and already had a thousand items, I'd be sitting here for hours putting in every single album that I own manually. And uh, that would take forever. Holy shit, thinking about that scary. Um, but another fun fact is sometimes you'll notice on some of your CDs, if you have some CDs at home, take them out, look at them. Look at the barcode on the back. Sometimes you'll notice that a barcode has a hole punch in it. And fun fact about that is if you have, uh, let me see if I can pull one out here. I don't know if I can find one off. Oh, there it is. That one? Yeah. Wow. First try. So there's a band called Shattered Sun. And I own their album, uh, Hope Within Hatred. And this album has a hole punch to the barcode. And basically, I learned this as well. If the album has a hole punch through the barcode, it means that it's a, uh, it's a, it's a review copy. It's a, it's a promotional copy. It's a, it's a copy that the label or the band uh, sent to somebody to review it, whether it be a radio station or an independent reviewer or like a, a internet blog that reviews uh, reviews albums or even a podcast. And basically, basically, um, the the record labels will send out these albums to all these different places, but they'll punch a barcode through or punch a punch a hole through the barcode, so that way it can't be resold. And pretty much what you have in your hands is a promo copy. Now, there's other ways you can see if you have a promo copy or not. Like, for example, uh, what album is it? I think it's Threads of Life by Shadows Fall. I'm going to pull it out right here. Yeah. it's uh, This one's kind of cool because if, if you don't know what the album that is, just look up Threads of Life by Shadows Fall. It's got this really cool-looking purple dude and a green background. and uh, it's, it's a great album. I love this album. Like Another Hero Lost and... Uh, Redemption and failure of the devouter on this album, but for this one I bought this, and on the front on like gold foil, like it's like a, it's a stamp if you will. It says word for word, and I'll read it off to you right now. It says for promotional use only, sale or other transfer 
is prohibited, must be returned on demand of the record company. So basically, this version of Shadows Falls Threads of Life that I hold right now as I'm speaking is a promo copy that uh, what record I did this on to here? Atlantic Records. Atlantic Records handed out to whoever got this initially as a promotional item. Sometimes that can like up the value of the particular album. Sometimes it doesn't really matter, especially like the hole punch ones. Those don't really up the value too much. But something like this with the Shadows Fall version that says for, that says it's like straight on the album cover on the booklet and it's like it's like stamped into the booklet. It's not a sticker or anything. Um, for in this example, it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't change the value at all. Uh, neither does the hole punch versions of promo copies. If anything, that whole hole punch thing is just a bigger pain in the ass to try to to try to log it into Discogs. If you're a collector, if you want to start collecting or if you have already have a, a decent stack of albums that you still own and uh, want to keep track of them, it's just a, it's just more of an inconvenience than anything. But I have another one. Let me see if I can find it. Oh man, that's gonna be hard. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so another one. It's kind of interesting. I'll take pictures of these and put them on Instagram. But this one is a Muir's Goodbye to the Gallows. And from the outside, if you if you're familiar with the Muir and you're familiar with the cover of Goodbye to the Gallows, um, this album's amazing. By the way, it's got like the whole album's great. It's got. Ten signs you should leave. Or keeping it real goes wrong. Rusted over white dreams. You got a henna tattoo that said forever. Sleeping princess in a devil's castle. It's not just a party; it's a funeral. When everything goes wrong, take the easy way out. I mean, there's so many fucking. This whole album's great. Um, but for this one, it doesn't say. It's not like the Shadows Fall one where it has the promo stamp, stamped directly onto the booklet. For this one, it's literally on the disc. It's printed on the cover of the disc. So this one, it says, A Mirror, Goodbye to the Gallows, for promotional use only, not for sale, in stores March 6th. What year did this come out? Let me, see. Let me flip it over. This came out in 2007. Holy shit, really? But, yeah, so I, I took a picture of that one, and then I'll take a picture of the Shadows Fall. And there's another one I had that had the promotional use only uh, stamp on the on the album cover. As well, but I don't remember what one that is. I want to say it was Hate Plow. And for anybody know who doesn't know who Hate Plow is, Hate Plow is like a super group, and it's got um, uh, shit. What's his name? Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Rob Barrett. Rob Barrett from uh, Cannibal Corpse. He uh, it was a side project because he was kind of in in and out of Cannibal Corpse uh, a couple times, I believe. And the only reason I know that is because I have their uh, Centuries of Torment DVD as well. Uh, but for him, it's like a side project. Hate Plow, it's like him and I think some of the dudes from Monopoly Creation. And uh, I believe that one has that promotional use only stamp on the front. I don't know. But that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be taking pictures of all these and putting them on Instagram. So you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. These two, like the Shadows Fall album. I'm going to dig out that Hate Plow album because I don't know where the hell I put that. That's so much shit. And then I'll take a picture of the Amir one and, and post that up on on uh, Instagram first. That'll be the first three I post up. Um, but yeah, fun facts about that. I just thought that was interesting. I learned that uh, through Discogs, and I kind of want to talk about Discogs a bit. Um, I love the service. I love what they do, and I just love the knowledge that, that they have. So like I said, if you got 
you got some CDs lying around, uh, not necessarily collecting dust, but if you just have a stack of them and you never really thought about shit like that, just take them. If you could have five, you could have 500. It doesn't matter. Take them, download the Discogs app, and this isn't promoted by any means before I even go any further. This this is not sponsored. This is not, I'm not getting paid for this. This is just me speaking on how much I love it. Um, but if you have some old CDs lying around, just take the time and, and scan them into Discogs. You'll be able to learn so much about what you own just by scanning them. Like I, uh, like speaking of Cannibal Corpse, I have two copies of Eaten Back to Life and their very first album. And the first copy I owned, and I learned this, this is kind of a two-parter, but I learned that when Chris Barnes left Cannibal Corpse after the bleeding, he, uh, turns out he designed the original logo. And I didn't know at the time that there were two different logos to Cannibal Corpse. And I learned that from the DVD. Yeah, actually, I learned that in high school. I don't remember where I learned that. It might have been from the DVD. I don't remember. Either way you slice it, I bought Eaten Back to Life back in high school from fucking Hot Topic when they actually had CDs in their stores. And uh, I thought it was the original. I didn't think there was two different versions. Well, turns out that Cannibal Corpse re-recorded Eaten Back to Life with Corpse Grinder and re-released it with the new logo and everything, and that's the, the first version that I bought was that version. Well, I didn't know that, and fast forward, discovered Discogs, discovered the, the logo change, discovered all this shit, and then I found the original first press version, and there's a huge difference, and I'll take a picture of this as well. There's a huge difference in, in the album. I mean, the album art's the same, but the color's different, the logo's obviously different, and it's with, it's with Chris Barnes. And so I got two copies of Eating Back to Life. One's the the re-release with the new artwork and it's the same artwork with the new logo with Corpse Grinder. And then I got the original press, the first press version of Eating Back to Life with Chris Barnes. And the same version you would have bought in 1990 or whenever it came out. And there's just so many fucking, there's just so many facts that you could figure out about your collection that's just that's why I'm so fascinated I think that's why I enjoy collecting so much because it's just I look I, I look forward to finding new albums to uh, to buy and put in my collection of metal uh, I'm just sitting here right in front of it just looking at it right now and it's just like wow there's so many bands just right in front of me and uh, that's what I love about Discogs you can find out about all this uh, just by using Discogs and uh, there's a lot of facts. I can go on for hours and hours and hours about Discogs, but I'm not going to... I don't want to put anybody to sleep. <laughs> uh, but for me, for my collection, there's a lot. I don't have many doubles in like, the sense of like the Eaten Back to Life that I just mentioned or the uh, Sepultura Rise or Metallica and Justice for All. Those are just three I can think of off the top of my head where I have multiple different versions of the same album because there's, you know, it's a different... It's literally a different version. It, it's... The same album, it's the same, well, except for Eating Back to Life, because it's, one's Corpse Grinder, one's uh, Chris Barnes, but in the example of, like, Arise by Sepultura or Justice for All by Metallica, it's the same album, it's the same songs, it's the same track list, same order, the only difference is one of them's a remaster, re-release, the other one's an original.
I mean, I do have some other doubles in the sense that I have, like, let's see here. For example, I have, like, Mudvayne. Okay, so for them, I have The End of All Things to Come, their second album. I have that, just the basic edition in a jewel case. And for those of you that don't know what a jewel case is, it's just, it's just a plastic case that the CD comes in. It's called a jewel case. And then I have the deluxe edition of the same album, The End of All Things to Come, in a, in a digipack. In a digipack is the like the cardboardish things that don't really have it don't it doesn't click closed like a like a jewel case would it's more of like it just kind of flops open and it's made like a cardboard material but that's what a digi pack is and then a slip case is it's how do I explain it it's a jewel case but it has like that that cover that slips over the top of it you ever, you, some of you might know what I'm talking about, but that's what a slipcase is. So that's a slipcase version, the digipack version, and the, the jewel case version. And that happens with a lot of different albums. Like bands will release albums, but they release a digipack version that comes with a bonus disc. They release the the basic version, it's just a plain old jewel case, and then they release a, a slipcase version that might have some extras that the deluxe edition may not have. There's just so much shit out there when it comes to physical media that you, you at least I didn't I was completely oblivious to all of this till I just actually started collecting and, and and doing this so it's I have a lot of fun with it then another example is I have uh, two copies of Iowa by Slipknot um, that one I have the first press edition which you could have bought in 2001 brand new that's kind of like the metallic cover with the goat head. And then the other version I have is the re-release that they released in like 2005, I think, which is kind of like the non-metallic cover. Uh, there's nothing There's nothing different about it. There's no bonus tracks or anything. It's just two different covers. One's a re-release and one's a an original. And that's why I have both. And then uh, there's some other examples. I got, uh, I got, uh, let me see, I got corn. Uh, issues that album came out it was uh it was um they had a contest corn had a contest where they had people design the album art for them for issues and the one that won was that that kids that kids like stuffed animal all ripped to shit with a button eye and then there was three other versions of that album there was like the first the first place version was the one that just the basic edition with the with the beat up um, teddy bear and then the other versions there's three other versions and I have two of them I need to find the other two but there's nothing different about those albums either it's all the same same track listing same same uh, everything about it and there's nothing bonus about it at all it's just there's three or four different covers and I want to get all the covers um, but little shit like that I mean there's nothing really different about them except small subtle differences so I try not to get too many doubles. I've bought a few doubles on accident. Um, majority of them because I bought like a bulk lot of uh, of CDs that just kind of was like you know thirty albums for for thirty bucks or something. And a few of the ones in the set that I bought I already own, so I kind of set those to the side. But those are like legitimate doubles. Like I already own like the same version. And uh, but I have a lot of fun collecting. It's there's, there's something about it. And stay tuned to the Instagram page because I will be posting 
each and every album as time goes on I'll uh I'll do a picture of it and I'll open it up take another picture take a picture of the disc and then I'll do a video a small video like a 30 second video or something on each album and give a little history on it and uh, so stay tuned for that and then you can go out once you see it and if it seems like something you'd be li- interested in listening to hit up uh you know YouTube or Spotify or whatever you got and kind of give it a listen um, until I maybe get this Mixcloud thing off the ground then maybe I'll just combine the two and you can just go listen to the Mixcloud episode and you'll be able to hear what I'm showing off on Instagram I don't know I got so many ideas so many ideas and not enough time to really to really implement anything but that's pretty much it on that I don't really want to ramble too hard on Discogs but I just want to talk about my collection for a bit because I got so much shit in his collection, uh, it's it's great. I'm really excited to show everybody. There's so many bands, so many genres, so many fuck. There's so much heaviness in one room, both literally because I've had to move with with all these, and you wouldn't think that a little a little uh, you know four by six box would be that fucking heavy, but four feet, not really four feet, but yeah, about four. No, about like four feet by two feet box, maybe about four feet deep filled with CDs you would think ah, that wouldn't be that heavy that thing weighs like fucking 60 pounds it's crazy how much this shit weighs and heaviness but there's so much heaviness in the sense of just brutality that I have in this collection I have so many different uh, full discographies like I have Cold Chamber that's done On Earth that's done um, Through the Eyes of the Dead that's done I'm working on Slayer I almost got them uh, Kill Switch I believe is done Soulfly is almost done. August Burns Red is done. Uh, All Shall Perish. The Acacia Strain is almost done. I'm close on that one. Uh, Born of Osiris, I have all of them. Corn, uh, Slipknot, Lincoln Park. Rob Zombie, White Zombie. Uh, Fear Factory. No, I'm close on Fear Factory. I lied. Uh, Shadows Fall is complete. Lamb of God is complete. Oh, System of a Down is complete. What else do I got that's complete? Um, Monuments is complete. Oh, man. I feel like I'm missing one. Whitechapel? No, not Whitechapel. Um, Cannibal Corpse is almost complete. Soil Work is almost complete. I uh, almost have Ozzy. I mentioned on a previous episode how much I love Ozzy, and I almost have every Ozzy album. And then next will be Black Sabbath. I have a few Black Sabbath albums, but I don't have all of them. And that's definitely next on the list of complete discogs. And like I said, I don't like to just order shit on, online. It'd be way too easy to just click a few buttons and order some. It's just for me, that just seems like the easy way out. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather go out into the wild and actually drive to a record store and look and see what they got in their inventory and find stuff like for example like Destroy Erase Improve from Meshuggah probably one of my favorite albums of all time I maybe five or six months ago I finally found it and I found it at a local shop and I wasn't about to order it I I wanted to so bad I wanted to order that album so bad because I'm so close to having a full Meshuggah discography as well and that was one of the albums that I needed and I just wanted so bad to just go on Google and just search it up and find the cheapest one I could find and just have it sent to me. But it's just something about the thrill of the hunt of finding all these albums to complete all these discogs. 
discographies. And uh, same thing with uh, with Killswitch, their first or their second album, technically, um, Alive or Just Breathing. Amazing album. Um, I love that album as well. And with Killswitch Engage, I literally had every album but that album. And I just bought their new one, Atonement, so I could still keep it complete. But that album, that was the last piece of the puzzle. I mean, technically, I need to find their first self-titled. They have two self-titled, which is goofy, but it is what it is. They have one with Jesse and one with Howard. They're both self-titled. Their first self-titled was before uh, Elaborate's Breathing, and that's when Adam D. was on drums. Uh, fun fact. But uh, I have the re-release of that first self-titled. I don't have the original. So I guess technically I wouldn't mind getting the original, but we'll see. Uh, I've been ranting and raving on this for for a while now. But uh, enough about that. Let's get into these tracks. Uh, I'm really excited about this. This, uh, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, this first band is uh, his first band is called Ventures, and this is these guys are out of Manchester, UK. They are a Manchester-based metalcore band with over 1,200 followers and subscribers across Facebook, Instagram, and more. Um, they have a self-titled EP available now everywhere, and then they are going to be releasing a new single called Solitude on October 20th, available on all platforms. So what we're going to do is they have a music video out on YouTube right now for their track Paradise Lost, which you can find on the self-titled EP. So I think what we're going to do is if you want to check out the uh, music video, just search up Ventures Metal on YouTube and it'll pop right up. Uh, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to play Paradise Lost first. So, you, so uh, check out the music video. You're going to hear the song right here on Straight to the Core. So I think we're going to get into that first. And then we're going to play their upcoming single, Solitude. And another reason why I want to play Paradise Lost is because when that single drops on October 20th, there will be an unplugged version of Paradise Lost on included with the single solitude so they got a six track ep self-titled ep available everywhere spotify apple music so with all that being said this is paradise lost by ventures let's get into it
have it that was paradise lost by ventures uh i really love the the ambience that they have in that song and then the and the and just the way it just the melody of the whole thing the way it flows i just i really like that and i've i've really opened up to 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 uh clean singing if you will uh in 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 metal uh if you would have asked me when i was in high school i was very close-minded and uh if it didn't growl or sound like fucking corpse grinder, I didn't care about it. But now, almost 30 years old, uh, I've really, really opened up to having clean vocals. Uh, 
in metal and these guys do it right this is amazing i really like like i said i really like the ambience of this whole thing this song uh be sure to check out the rest of the ep available everywhere spotify apple music um and make sure you check out the music video for this song paradise lost on youtube just search vultures metal so with that all being said we got one more track from ventures that we're going to play and this track is called Solitude. And this is their upcoming single being released everywhere October 20th with the unplugged version of Paradise Lost, the song you just heard, and an additional track called I Bring the Diamonds, You Bring the War. But right now, we're going to listen to Solitude. So here it is, Solitude by Ventures.
cleans there you have it guys that was solitude from the band ventures uh, that single will be available on all major streaming platforms october 20th and with that single you will also get an additional track called i bring the diamonds you bring the war as well as an unplugged version of paradise lost the first track you heard on this episode uh shout out to big shout out to ventures for for let me play their music on, on the podcast. Uh, stay tuned for future updates from them. Make sure you pay attention to everything they're doing. Uh, keep an eye on their Instagram and Facebook. They got loads of shows and tours to announce for 2020 in the next few months. Uh, check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ventures metal, instagram.com forward slash forward slash ventures metal, or go to venturesband.com. Make sure you check out the YouTube page uh, to see the Paradise Lost music video. Uh, thank you, Ventures, uh, for, for letting me play your songs on this podcast. Much love. Thank you so much. Uh, up next, we got the band Vampiric, which is a symphonic black metal band. And they got, shout out to Nick. They got a new track called Vampire Blood that is from the upcoming debut album, The Magic of the Night, out November 8th, 2019. They do have a Bandcamp page if you want to check this track out in your own time. It is vampiric.bandcamp.com. Uh, so let's get right into it. This is Vampire Blood by the band Vampiric.
God, I love, I love, love black metal. Holy shit. I've always had a soft spot. No, wait, hold on. I can't, I can't be putting soft spot and black metal in the same sentence. That just doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, but ask anybody I went to high school with, I, I went through a really deep phase where I listened to nothing but black metal for, for months. And I didn't, I didn't delve too far into the underground of black metal. I kind of just uh, concentrated mostly on like the main big Scandinavian black metal, like uh, Mayhem, Immortal, Emperor, Burzum, Bathory, Gorgoroth, uh, Early Behemoth, uh, Dark Funeral, Dark Throne. Um, there's a couple others I'm probably missing here, but I do own quite a few of those bands I just mentioned. I do own quite a few of their albums. And then there's always a big debate, but I, I also got really big into Demon Borgir and Cradle of Filth. Um, I know there's in the black metal world, there's a huge argument whether or not those two bands should even be classified as black metal, but that's a whole nother topic right now. I want to talk about Vampire Blood, the song you just heard by the band Vampiric. I love that song so much. I've listened to it probably eight or nine times in the last couple days. And the whole song is great, but that whole like last, I don't know, minute or so, minute and change, the whole ending of the song, when it transitions into and out of that, uh, that uh, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the, um, uh, the synthesizer piano is that is that the right term? I hope that's the right term. But that whole like piano section there towards the end, and then the tail end of the song just slaps you in the face with and just ends on such a heavy note. I just I love it. But that was Vampire Blood, the debut single off their debut independently released album titled "The Magic of the Night," which will be which will be released this year on November eighth, twenty nineteen. So definitely. Check that out come November 8th. I know I'm going to be checking it out because Vampire Blood is amazing. And I cannot wait to check out the other eight tracks they got. It's a nine-track album. I cannot wait to check out the other eight tracks that they got on The Magic of the Night. Uh, you can follow them and like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash vampiric band. Or they have a uh, Bandcamp page that you can go to at vampiric.bandcamp.com that is spelled v-a-m-p-i-r-i-c dot bandcamp.com where they have a three track EP titled Death Tour Through available to purchase for three dollars um, right now and then they have the Vampire Blood single available as well um, I'm not going to play anything off of Death Tour Through I haven't got a or vampiric hasn't got a hold of me yet. I don't know if they want me to play anything else or if they just want me to concentrate on vampire blood. Uh, so for now, I'm just gonna play vampire blood because I did listen to this three track EP. All these tracks are amazing. So if these tracks are amazing, vampire blood is amazing. I cannot wait for the magic of the night to come out November eighth. Uh, but if they do get a hold of me and they give me the green light to go ahead and play some of these songs off Death Tour through or give me the green light to play some other tracks off of uh, The Magic of the Night. I will be sure to do that next week. Uh, so with that being said, I think we're going to end episode four here. Shout out to Vampiric. Shout out to Nick. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for letting me showcase your tunes. Uh, make sure everybody checks out that new album on November 8th. Uh, give them a like on Facebook. Uh, if you're feeling generous, uh, show them some love on Bandcamp. Uh, shout out to 
Shout out to Ali, Richard, Liam, Nathan, and John of Ventures. I just pulled all your names off of your of your website, so <laughs> don't mean to freak you out because I never got any of your names. But shout out to you five from Ventures for reaching out and allowing me to showcase your uh, your new single, um, your new single Solitude. Um, make sure everybody checks that out. Available everywhere, October 20th, on all streaming outlets. Uh, they do have an EP available now everywhere. Just search up Ventures on Spotify or Apple Music, as well as keeping an eye out on their Instagram or Facebook. They got loads of shows. I mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. They got loads of shows and tours to announce for 2020. In the next few months, follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ventures Metal, Instagram.com forward slash Ventures Metal, or go to VenturesBand.com. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Cheers from across the pond, from Manchester, UK. I should say from Northern Illinois, US of A, to Manchester, UK. Uh, I hope to visit England and that whole region someday. I do have a little bit of Irish in me, so it's, it's definitely a bucket list to go to Ireland at least. So hopefully one day I can make it across the pond. Uh, but uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being the first international band to be able to be showcased on the show. So that may, that's truly means a lot. Uh, shout out to uh, Tombstone Booking, uh, who books shows in Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. Uh, I'll definitely be a hold of you guys. See if you got any more flyers to hang or hang. Well, I guess yeah. <laughs> Hang theoretically, you know, quotes in the air on the internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Tombstone Booking. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, much love to Joshua Rhodes and Rhodes Entertainment. And much love to you guys. Uh, thank you all for all the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in every week. Uh, I can't wait to see where this podcast goes. I can't wait to see just the future. It's looking bright. And it's all thanks to you guys and all your support that you've been giving me and all these bands and booking agencies and, and, and entertainment uh, agencies and, and everything just reaching out to me and, and making me feel awesome. Like, I can't, I wouldn't, I couldn't do this without you. Um, so thank you so much. Make sure you give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash straight to the core pod. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Pod or at Pod. Instagram is the same thing at Instagram.com forward slash StraightCorepod. Uh, uh, this podcast is available on all major streaming outlets, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, CastBox, Breaker Audio, uh, Overcast. Uh, oh, shoot, there's so many. TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. I think I already said that. Either way, give us some love on the, on the interwebs. Give us some love on the apps and if you do use Spotify, Apple Music or Google Play, make sure you follow the podcast or subscribe to the podcast so that way you'll be notified immediately every time the new episode goes up. Now one thing I want to say before I end is I mentioned last week that on anchor.fm, that's the home base for Straight to the Core, it's anchor.fm forward slash straight core pod. On there you can leave me voice messages. All you got to do is make yourself an account, favorite the podcast on Anchor. You can do it either on the app or on the website. Either one works. 
uh, leave me some voice messages. There's an option to, and I'll get a notification saying that you left me a voice message. And if you leave me a voice message, I'll be sure to implant it into the next week's episode. I mentioned this briefly last week. Uh, I didn't. I got. I didn't get anything this week. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep pushing it, and hopefully, uh, we'll get. We'll get some voice messages. Voice messages going so we can put them in the episodes. But uh, thanks again, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the likes. Thanks for all the subscriptions and everything else. Just, just uh, you guys are awesome. I, I, I appreciate you so much. There's not enough words in the English dictionary to describe how appreciative I am of you, the listener, and all the bands that make the music and the booking agents that give a place to play and the entertainment agencies that that support them and support me and just everything. It's just, it's all it's so humbling. So thank you so much. Uh, Until next time, my name is Matt Massacre. This has been episode four of Straight to the Core. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Good night.